State of the City Address. At this time, would you please rise for the posting of colors by representatives from the Boston Police Department, Boston Fire Department, and Boston Emergency Medical Services Honor Guards. Please remain standing for the National Anthem. Performing tonight is Lenny D'Souza, a member of the Boston Fire Department and a member of the Praise and Worship Team at Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Lenny has been sharing her vocal talents for many years, singing the National Anthem at major events around the city of Boston. Please welcome to the stage, Lenny D'Souza. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight on the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say star-spangled banner yet white oh, the land of the free and the home of the brave Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance led by students from the Josiah Quincy Elementary School and the Incolinos Baracuas on Acción Early Education Program. We remain standing as the colors are retired. You may be seated. At this time, to deliver tonight's invocation, we welcome Reverend Laura Rays, United Baptist Church, Iman Abdul Kader Tharar, Islamic Society of Boston Cultural Center, Rabbi Elaine Zecker, Temple Israel of Boston, Father John Curry, St. Patrick's Parish and St. Peter's and Holy Name Parishes, and the Boston Fire Department Chaplain, Pastor Myrna Concepcion de Rodriguez, Nueva Vida United Methodist Church, wishes she could be here with us tonight, but she is watching from home and sending prayers 
for our city. Good evening. We're going to ask our Heavenly Father to saturate this place. Our Father and our God, we come before this evening and we want to say thank you. Thank you that you allowed us to enter into 2024. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you for this great city of Boston. You allowed us to come together so that we would hear the vision of our great mayor, Michelle Wu. We thank you, God, for her. We ask for God that you continue to protect her and keep her. Protect her family, protect her leadership, the administration that, is, that goes for her each and every day to make decisions for this great city. Father, we ask that you would blanket our communities. We have great communities with great people from every origin, every ethnic background. They are great people that want to do great things. So as we embark this evening, that our hearts will be open to hear what she has to say. But most of all, we're open to you, God, who's the author and finisher of our faith. So speak tonight, God. No, we're not in the sanctuary. No, we're not in the mosque. No, we're not in a, a religious sector. But you have no respect of persons. So I ask of God that you would speak life into us today. You speak hope that resonates only in you. And if you do this for us this evening, we will give you the praise with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings of peace. In my Somali language, we say, Setahai or Setihin, how are you? I want to thank Mayor Michelle Wu and the entire city of Boston staff for the opportunity to give the benediction at the state of the city. My name is Imam Abdul Qadir Farah of Islamic Society of Boston, a mosque that sits on 100 Malcolm X Boulevard in Roxbury the gateway to a dream. We pray in the name of God, the most merciful, the most beneficent. Praise be to God, the Lord of all beings, the merciful, the beneficent, master of the day of judgment. You alone we worship, and you alone we seek for help. Guide us on the straight path, the path of those whom you have favored, not the path of those who incurred your anger or went astray. In times of great grief, anger, division, and violence across parts of the world, we stand up here together to praise and thank the Lord for his profound generosity, his grace, and uh, his mercy. Our Lord, we are grateful for your gift of peace, safety, health, and wealth in this city of ours. We are grateful for family and friends. God, we pray for our Michelle Wu, our mayor, and our city leaders, and all of those who are working tirelessly on the ground to lead us in a unified and prosperous city. With lights of peace, understanding, and unity beaming on every street of the city. We pray that you make their jobs easier and grant them humility and positivity so that they build better on our neighborhoods. Lord, we pray to give them wisdom, patience, and strength so that they can tackle problems of housing, inequality, safety, justice, and peace. Our Lord grant our leaders the, light, the right character and etiquette so that they can serve well a city of, of diverse communities, ethnicities, religious affiliations, multicultural societies, and educational attainments. Our Lord grant our leaders the wisdom to be guided by the principle to serve collective and great 
good to create just and fair policies. Our Lord, we pray that you keep this city, this very place, to remain an attractive destination for the next generation as they come to study, research, create, and build. Our Lord, you are the light of the heavens and the earth. Give us the light to walk in, to live in, and to be guided by. Our Lord, you have not created all this universe in vain. Glory be to you. Our Lord, we make us among the wise people and open our hearts and minds to your call. We have heard the call of the one calling us to faith. We believe in you. We are weak and we need your help. Give us the strength to respond. Our Lord, make us among those who listen and follow the words that you have said, the best of it, the best meaning of it. Bring us from our weaknesses, prejudices, biases, and hatred feelings toward one another. Create sympathy, empathy, and love toward each other in our hearts and give us all the ability to engage in an open and beautiful dialogue free from recrimination and negative feelings. We ask that this positive impact that this place, this very gathering, and these profound speakers affect the sensibility and moral values encompass far beyond confinements of this space and everywhere in this country and around the globe. Amen. Look around, even if you can't see around. Here we sit together, and yet we are a cacophonous harmony created by our diversity. Our synergistic cooperation makes us only as good and powerful and strong as the sum of our individual parts. Separate, we are solitary. Together, we are bound by the bond of the energy of humanity that moves through us all. How can it be, Jewish tradition ponders, that the various origin story of our respective traditions suggest that we come from one particular human and therefore should all be the same? How is it possible that we are not all alike? made in the image of the divine through the sacred act of creation. Yet we are not all alike. We have different perspectives, understandings, ways of seeing the world. We are a beautiful, cacophonous harmony created by our diversity. With the same eyes we cry, with the same voices we laugh, as the poet has said. You and me, us and them, the combination of our hearts and minds shared across humanity, and the dignity of our differences celebrate our uniqueness in the universe. Receive us, O loving presence of eternity. Hold our hearts and our souls as the most precious commodity of humanity. Embrace each of us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Holy One of Blessing, and allow all of us to create the strength of the bond that unites us for the universal purpose to ensure compassion, justice, and kindness. Make our lives, O oh God, the best we can be and do the sacred work for the welfare of our city, 
state, and country with the one beautiful life we all share. And let us say, Amen. As a legend of gospel music, Hezekiah Walker said, we are all parts of God's body. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. In that spirit, let us pray. Good and gracious God, send your spirit of wisdom to open our hearts, minds, and souls to embrace the encouragement that St. Paul gave to the Philippians. Sisters and brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, let us think about these things. But not only think about them, let us do them. And keep on doing what we have learned, received, and heard from the pathways of old that point the way to goodness, peace, and justice, especially for the people of our great city. God of all, we praise you. May our mayor, city councilors, city officials, and civic leaders have an abundance of your grace to empower them in their duties for the common good and the welfare of all, especially by being models of servant leadership, focused on pursuing excellence in all of its forms particularly the virtues of humility, generosity, and mutual respect, so that your will may be done through them. And then, led by their example, may we, the citizens of our city, which we are blessed to call home, follow their example, and strive with those called to lead to build a brighter future for your people with malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see the right for every man, woman, and child of our community, without counting the cost or measuring the way, as you command, dear Lord, and to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations, as a good man, a pathway of old, once pleaded our nation to do. This prayer, Father, and every prayer of our hearts, especially for those most in need, we offer to you, confident in your love and mercy, and through the power and the authority of your holy name, we pray, and we pray together, calling out, Amen. Amen.
Tori Tori is a Boston-based, multi-genre vocalist, songwriter, and music producer. She's a graduate of the Boston Arts Academy and Berklee College of Music, where she honed her storytelling prowess. Please welcome to the stage, Tori Tori. Good evening. How's everybody doing? <laughs> My name is Tori Tori, and I am honored to be here um, in celebration of what Mayor Wu is offering us tonight. And I just want to say I'm very excited for to see the places Mayor Wu takes our community and our city this year. So here we go. <laughs> Okay. 
you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. gaps for our students in Boston, giving students an experience and opportunity that they may not have ever received before. I feel like I've been able to connect to like my identity. I felt such a sense of clarity and calmness being in nature. Welcome to my additional dwelling unit for my mom. The zero percent deferred loan doesn't have to get paid back. Homeownership is about having that anchor in the city that lets your family live for generations and generations. It's the beginning of a new change towards the future. Having a free bus is great. I've seen a great shift in how the community is able to travel more equitably. I learned how to ride a bicycle as an adult. I live in Mattapan, and when blue bikes came to my community, that opened up a door for me. Speed humps, slow traffic, driving the speed limit. You should not feel the speed humps. They know exactly what needs to be done and where. Started back in 87 with Public Works. You feel good about yourself at the end of the day. What we learned at Madison Park, I think that we need to be able to just go out and do actual electrical work. I'm really excited to see what it's really like being a firefighter. This opportunity, it means a lot to me. Re-envisioning this campus as an opportunity to look at it from a public health lens and an equity lens. I've been a homeless on Mass Ave for about 13 years on and off, struggling with addiction. I've gotten housing, I've gotten clean, I've gotten all my warrants and stuff taken care of. It feels like good every day to wake up and go to work. It's transformational and unprecedented to have this kind of support from the city of Boston as we work, dance, and collectively create a more equitable and vibrant future. Because when we dance together, the world gets better. My niece, who's a really talented soccer player, because it's lumpy, basically says it needs to do over. Teenage approval is really the most important part of the project. The next great franchise, the Boston Unity Soccer Club. This contract reflects the values that we expect from our officers. This is a new benchmark for how this process operates, where community stakeholders and advocates have a seat at the table. That is groundbreaking. Imagine every building as a piece of our climate justice plan. This executive order is the biggest step forward that we've taken. The city of Boston Space Grant is helping make our dreams come true. I stand here and I can feel our ancestors in this particular room. We are not alone in this fight. An estimated twelve and a half million dollars of impact for black businesses in the city of Boston. We all went down to Nationals, we all brought it home for Boston. We come together with one goal, collectively, buying into what it takes to be a champ. I love the city of Boston. I want to thank our hosts here at the MGM Music Hall, the Red Sox, and Fenway Music Group, and all of tonight's interpreters for helping us reach our residents in eight languages.
Governor Healy and constitutional officers, Council President Lujan and city councilors. This is our democracy at work. We are a city for all voices. Council President Louis Jean and city councilors, Mayor Janey, Chair Robinson and the Boston School Committee, state representatives, senators, and county officials, thank you for your partnership. To all our residents across every neighborhood, thank you for the opportunity and honor of serving you. I wouldn't be here tonight. I wouldn't be here tonight without my family. Connor, Blaze, Cass, I love you. And our city wouldn't be here without our city workers and the labor partners that represent them. It is a gift to serve alongside you every day. Three weeks ago, I was walking down Talbot Ave in a sea of celebration. Trolleys and buses and a flatbed truck packed with young athletes flashing rings and hoisting trophies. There were neighbors cheering from windows and balconies, fans leaping from barbershop chairs to join us in the street, all to celebrate Boston's first ever Pop Warner National Champions. And they're here tonight the Boston Lady Raiders cheer squad, and the Dorchester Elite Eagles youth football team. And after the parade and the pep rally at the Boys and Girls Club and the last slices of pizza, I noticed Terry Cousins city worker by day, Coach Beefy every weekend. Coach was sitting by himself, and not even his big sunglasses could hide the tears running down his face. This was 19 years in the making, he said. They'd gone down to Florida 18 times before. Four times they made it to the finals. They lost in overtime and double overtime, but they never stopped going, refused to give up. And then they made history.
And as we marched through Dorchester that day, I saw in the eyes of every proud coach and teammate and day one supporter, the spirit that burns bright in every corner of Boston, the grit and courage and deep sense of community that drives us to overcome the impossible for the people we love and the place we call home. It's that spirit that the world needs most right now, when so much feels impossible. Peace and safety, prosperity and stability, pride in our democracy, and hope for a tomorrow with a little more light. The world needs the proof that Boston provides, that we can create a community where every family finds joy and belonging, that we can kindle a brighter future if we refuse to give up. So every day in Boston, we go to work, chipping away at the challenges that stand in our way. And every day, our progress invites the world to join us in breaking new ground. As cities everywhere grapple with the opioid crisis and homelessness, Boston has refused to give up on health and stability, person by person. Our teams built relationships at Mass and Cass and added more beds and services citywide. With unprecedented coordination, we delivered unprecedented results. Today, the encampments are gone and hundreds of people are housed and on the path to recovery. Thank you to Boston Healthcare for the Homeless, Boston Medical Center, DMH, Elliott, Newmarket Bid, Pine Street Inn, Victory Programs, and all our partners for the progress we've made and the progress to come. Across the country, cities look to Boston as the leading light on community safety. Two years ago, our officers and community members drove gun violence down to the lowest level on record. Last year, we did it again and set a new low, and we refused to give up on ending violence everywhere in our city. We're investing in trauma supports, healing, and a community-driven safety plan with service providers, faith leaders, and residents. And we negotiated a police contract unlike any other, opening up paid detail opportunities, investing in officer education, and ending arbitration as a way to overturn discipline for the most serious offenses. In ratifying this contract, our officers voted overwhelmingly to hold themselves to the highest standards of accountability and set a national precedent for community policing. Last year, BPD took more than 800 guns off our streets, our firefighters extinguished more than 300 building fires, and Boston EMS responded to over 130,000 emergency calls. We graduated the most diverse classes of police recruits and cadets in Boston's history, launched the first Boston EMS cadet program in two decades, and welcomed our first ever class of Boston Fire cadets. 
Would all our cadets please stand? Thank you to our cadets, and thank you to all our first responders for your service to the people of Boston. Across the globe, Boston is a leader in the industries that will fuel our future. Life sciences and healthcare, climate tech and innovation, from Vertex's recent breakthrough on non-opioid pain medication, to Archaea Bio's cutting-edge solutions to reduce methane emissions. Last year, we launched a $10 million partnership to connect our residents with careers in the life sciences and diversify and strengthen the industry. And a group of CEOs has come together with the city to focus on our workforce, how we retain and attract talent, and deepen the collaborations between business and government. Thank you to Boston's business community for leading the way nationally and partnering to make a difference right here at home. Time and again, we have proven the future is ours to shape. And day by day, we're following through on Boston's promise to be a green and growing city for everyone. Last year, I promised to ban fossil fuels in new city buildings, and we did. Already, two new community centers and two libraries in progress will be fossil fuel free. And this year, we will introduce zero net carbon zoning to make Boston the greenest city in the country. I'm also proud to announce that with National Grid, we will launch Boston's first ever network geothermal system, delivering clean energy for heating and cooling to hundreds of families in the Franklin Field community. Last year, I promised Boston would do more to use city contracting to build wealth in our communities. And we did. More than doubling the amount awarded to businesses owned by people of color and Boston-based companies. We are one of the only cities in the nation with a sheltered markets program to address racial disparities in contracting. And we're taking it further with a $9 million investment to build local businesses' capacity to compete for more and bigger contracts. Last year, I promised to keep fighting for a Boston seat on the MBTA board. And in August, the legislature and governor delivered. Thank you to our state partners and to Boston's new board representative, Mary Skelton Roberts. To tackle traffic, we are updating curb regulations and using machine learning to detect where and when congestion is worse, then optimize signals to unclog key corridors. Last year, I promised major changes to the Boston Planning and Development Agency. And here, too, we're delivering. We restructured the BPDA to elevate planning and design, began modernizing development review, and launched the first comprehensive rezoning in decades. Our
our Squares and Streets planning kicks off next month, and in July, we'll transition BPDA staff to the city, restoring planning as a core function of city government. Planning for a more affordable, equitable, and resilient future will help us weather the challenges that cities everywhere are facing. Emptier downtowns, unpredictable commutes, and housing prices that are squeezing families out. We launched an office to residential conversion program that's already attracted proposals to turn eight downtown buildings into housing. And we filled vacant storefronts with 24 local businesses from Bold Skin Babe to Flourish and Foundry, creating 300 new jobs. We're investing more in arts than ever before. Public art, performing arts, and events to bring our communities together in person. In the months ahead, there will be more we must do together to stay ahead of the curve. And our city teams will keep working to serve every community. Last year, for drivers, we filled more than 7,000 potholes. For divers, we opened newly re renovated pools in East Boston and Dorchester, with seven more on the way. For riders, we added e-bikes to blue bikes. And for hiders and seekers, we cut the ribbon on eight new playgrounds and parks. For union trades, we passed a construction safety ordinance. And for new unions made, we became the first Massachusetts city to make marriage licenses gender inclusive. For readers, we extended hours at 21 branch libraries. And for speeders, we built more than 300 new speed humps on neighborhood streets. And for the ninth year in a row, our financial health earned us a triple A bond rating, giving us the best possible rates to complete city projects, from the Curley Community Center to the Faneuil Library. Then this next year, we'll break ground on a new Boston EMS ambulance station in the seaport and cut the ribbon on the new Engine 17 firehouse on Meeting House Hill. It is thanks to the people of Boston that tonight I can say, the state of our city is strong. Not because the challenges that remain are simple or small, but because they're big and they matter and we are rising to meet them. And that starts with housing because home is a place where everything starts. Last year, we permitted the highest ratio of affordable housing in over a decade and approved nearly 7,400 housing units for future development. In June, I joined Giselle Jimenez as she sat down in front of the most important stack of papers in her life. As a single mom, raised by a single mom in the Mary Ellen McCormick development, 
She told me it had always been her dream to have a house of her own. Her two boys crowded in close to watch as she signed the closing documents to move from public housing to a beautiful home in Hyde Park with a yard for them to run around in. Congratulations to all our first-time home buyers who are here tonight. In October, I stood in what used to be an unfinished basement in Roxbury, admiring every thoughtful detail of a brand new accessory dwelling unit that Mark Kennedy built for his 89-year-old mom, Peggy. He'd watched her struggle up the stairs of her building too many times, so he worked with the city to build her a new home on the ground floor of his own. Miss Peggy, I'm so glad you have a beautiful new space close to your loving son. <laughs> to help more multi-generational families like Mark's and Miss Peggy's, this year, we will eliminate barriers for residents to build ADUs citywide and support local contractors in getting them built. From Chinatown to West Roxbury, public housing makes it possible for so many of our seniors, our veterans, and residents with disabilities to stay in our city, and for so many of our young people to grow up here, including two of our newest city councilors. I'm excited to announce that this year, we will identify locations for nearly 3,000 new public housing units to build over the next decade, and the federal government will provide more than $100 million a year to maintain them. Across our city, too many families are getting displaced when their apartment buildings are scooped up by private investors. So we're launching a fund to make these buildings permanently affordable, doubling down on our success last year, keeping 114 families in their homes in East Boston. This year, we'll deploy that fund to protect 400 more families citywide. But as a mom, and a BPS parent, I know that to truly be the best city for every family, we have to give our young people the world, in the classroom, in community, in every corner of our city. Boston is the birthplace of public education, founded on the belief that knowledge belongs to everyone. But we have yet to deliver on that vision. While this year marks five decades since a federal court ordered our schools desegregated, the reality is that for generations before, black families had already been fighting for BPS to serve every student. In too many of our neighborhoods, the disinvestment they fought persists to this day deepened by the transitions and disruptions of the last decade. But tonight, I can say that under the leadership of Superintendent Mary Skipper, BPS, BPS is in its strongest position to deliver on that vision of families and activists who refuse to give up, 
to make Boston Public Schools the first choice for every family in Boston with world-class spaces for learning and the best education on earth. After decades of underfunding, we're building and renovating schools to reflect our students' aspirations. State-of-the-art science labs, performing arts spaces, locker rooms befitting the city of champions. Today, 10 major BPS capital projects are underway, as many as were built in the last 40 years combined. And thanks to a $20 million grant from the EPA, we will be adding 50 electric school buses to more than double our fleet. Thank you to EPA Regional Administrator David Cash and the BPS Transportation Team for helping us deliver healthier commutes for our students and bus drivers. Beyond buildings and buses, the highest quality education begins at birth. Every year, cities around the country visit Boston to study how we support our littlest learners. We hire highly qualified educators, focus on continuous coaching and family engagement, and use evidence-based instruction rooted in play. This school year, we expanded universal pre-K to 390 more families. And we funded certifications for 430 new early educators. This spring, we'll launch a one-stop shop to make it easier for families to find and enroll in childcare. District-wide, we have a unified academic focus on equitable literacy, grounded in the science of reading and applied across every subject. We've added reading specialists and literacy coaches and trained educators on new materials reflecting our students' cultures and languages. And the results speak for themselves. Bucking trends nationwide, here in Boston, Chronic absenteeism is on the decline, and the students benefiting from our new curriculum are meeting milestones that set them up for success. Across the country, Boston is known for providing year-round education and opportunity for our teens. Last year, we set a goal of connecting 7,000 young people with paid summer jobs. Instead, we hired nearly 10,000. This year, we'll expand learn and earn jobs that pay students to take college courses over the summer, and we'll guarantee a summer job to every BPS student who wants one. In our high schools, we're delivering on our mission to bring early college and career-connected learning to every student. Bunker Hill Community College is expanding early college pathways at Charlestown High School to the entire student body. Roxbury Community College will launch the first early college incubator for multilingual students at English High, the Margarita Muniz, and Binca. And Mass General Brigham will partner with the Edward M. Kennedy Academy for Health Careers on transformational career-connected learning. Tonight, I'm also excited to announce that UMass Boston has signed an agreement with BPS to make the BCLA McCormick High School our district's first university-assisted community hub school. Together, 
We'll give our high school students direct access to college coursework and resources, partner educators from both institutions, and create a seamless pathway into UMass Boston for our graduates as we renovate a state-of-the-art high school campus embedded in the Columbia Point community. Thank you to BCLA McCormick school leader, Andrea Johnston, Chancellor Marcelo Suarez Orozco, and both of their teams who are here tonight. Our work to serve young people and families extends far beyond the walls of our schools. Last year, alongside our partners, we helped 500 students learn to play an instrument, provided more than 1,000 swim lessons, and taught more than 500 young people how to ride a bike. And last year, Boston scored a huge goal, landing the National Women's Soccer League's newest franchise in 2026. With our partners at Boston Unity Soccer Group, we're excited to renovate the historic White Stadium at Franklin Park into the first sports venue in the country that will co-house a pro sports team and a public school athletic program. Our students will have access to a world-class grass field, eight-lane track, brand new locker rooms and conditioning and study spaces to call home. We'll also create a new booster fund for BPS Athletics to cover expenses for uniforms, extra equipment, and dedicated transportation. But Franklin Park is more than a home for Boston's next generation of champions. For my family and many others, there is no more magical place in the city with its historic stone bridges, wooded trails, and beloved community spaces. But our biggest park has suffered from decades of disinvestment. This year, we will act on recommendations from the Franklin Park Coalition and community members to begin restoring Franklin Park to its fullest potential. We will hire a park administrator and six new maintenance staff bringing dedicated park staffing to the highest level in over 50 years. And we'll begin the community process to reimagine and reinvest in a home for the Elma Lewis Playhouse. Every young person deserves to grow up in a city with wide open spaces that coax our legs into running, that remind us to breathe deep and look up at the sky. Many of the places that spark wonder, curiosity, and joy don't have walls, but some of them do. So I want to tell you one last story about a mom and her daughter. The mother is still new to this country, still adjusting to the grocery stores that are overwhelmingly bright and impossibly big. The language that tumbles fast and sure from the mouths of the strangers around her, full of sharp turns her tongue cannot make. She doesn't have much money, and ends don't always meet for her and her husband and their growing toddler. But on this day, none of that matters because it's a Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, the big art museum downtown has free admission. So she's there with her little girl in a little pink stroller, staring up at a painting of a cliff full of wildflowers. And in this moment, this mom 
with no money, and no words in this language, feels like the best mom on earth because she has given her daughter the world for a day. She tells the story to her daughter as she grows. Mimi, you and her daughter smiles at her mom's love and her pride that fills every space and makes it feel like home. Tonight, her daughter gets to announce a new program for kids all across Boston to feel at home in the places that show them the world. Starting in February, you didn't hear it yet. <laughs> Starting in February, on the first and second Sundays of each month, BPS students and their families will get free admission at the Museum of Fine Arts, the Institute of Contemporary Art, the Museum of Science, the Boston Children's Museum, the New England Aquarium, and the Franklin Park Zoo. Thank you to each of these treasured institutions for all that you mean to our city and for working with us to extend your legacy of making Boston a true home for young people and families. Because home is so much more than a house, though it's a good start. At a park down the street for kids to run around in, and a unit below so grandma can live close. Make it a place you can put down roots knowing they'll blossom. Surround it with schools that inspire and connect. Open the doors wide to give your community the world. When your neighbors win big, throw a parade. <laughs> Home is all the little points of light that give tomorrow its glow. It's the place and the people you refuse to give up on. Thank you to all of you for making Boston our home. God bless the city and people of Boston.